Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the third quarter 2020 Von Nelson Small Cap Value Recap Call. In the third quarter 2020, Von Nelson Small Cap Value returned 4.47% gross, 4.22% net, and that is against the Russell 2000 value at 2.56%, which brings the year-to-date total for Von Nelson Small Cap Value to negative 14.23% gross, negative 14.99% net. Uh, and again, that's compared against the Russell 2000 value at negative 21.54%. And with me today is Portfolio Manager, Stephen Davis. And with that, Stephen, we'll turn things over to you. All right, thanks a lot, Dan. Um, and maybe we start here with you know what we talked about last time, which is, um, you know, what we see as a very slow and uneven recovery um, in both the, the fundamentals of companies and, and, and the capital markets. But, you know, we can look two years out and essentially see the fundamentals at least back to where they were pre-COVID. So kind of 2019 values, but with stronger participants on the other side. There are a ton of issues in the world right now, but liquidity drives assets. It seems we'll have plenty of that. The problem with the, the problem is valuations right now. Um, valuations are giving investors a low single digit return from here on kind of a high quality equity basket. So they're having to reevaluate return alternatives. Um, you know, at 3,400, the S&P is kind of zero to low single digit return based on fundamentals. But again, liquidity is still the big unknown um, that could drive material upside. We're uncertain as to what further monetary and fiscal stimulus are, are yet to come, but you know, I imagine we haven't seen the last of both of these supports for the economy, and now there's political warmongering between parties and, and until the election here in the next month or so. A lot of uh, binary outcomes will be realized in the next six months. Uh, you know, that's Democrat or Republican. Is China friend or foe? Do we have a vaccine commercially, commercially available or not? you know, et cetera, these aren't analyzable by the market. Um, so we kind of expect a lot of volatility heading into um, heading into year end. The indices in the third quarter reflected a little more risk on compared to the second quarter, um, you know, where the second quarter saw similar index returns within a couple hundred basis points of one another, not really reflecting forward growth prospects, but simply uh, rather a broad recovery from the sharpest drawdown in decades. The third quarter returns were, were led by risk assets, and that would be stocks. Large caps led, uh, but fixed income proxies lagged, and some of the bankrupt risk sectors like energy lagged as well. So it seems investors are starting to become a little more discerning in what they, they want to buy. Um, however, if we get another round of, of stimulus and, and kind of more liquidity from the Fed and uh, you know, this bridges consumers' weekly pay until spring of next year. We, we could see the more part of the riskier markets, uh, excuse me, the more riskier parts of the market, um, now the small caps in general, uh, they could catch up quickly. And uh, we're actually starting to see this um, in the early parts of, of Q4 with strong index returns here in the, the first five trading days. Uh, nobody still has any idea about 2020 earnings, us included. Um, we've seen the biggest reported earnings deviations from estimates in uh, well over a decade. So um, we're trying to develop a, a framework to think about the next phase of growth measured in years, not months or quarters. 
we we did outperform in the quarter um, and have done so year to date. We'll, we'll we'll aim to continue to compound capital even in these recovery quarters, and continue to position the portfolio to aim for our objective of compounding capital at 15% for the next you know, three to five years to come. A lot of things are making us nervous from a capital markets perspective right now. Are they getting overheated or not? Um, you know, many consumers have um, more money in their pockets from stimulus and and you know, it seems like they've opened up uh, Robinhood accounts. They they can now buy slices of stock that were too expensive previously. SPACs are on fire, and everyone is willing to fund them. Credit is still available for even the most cyclical of businesses, and, and equity capital is actually starting to become available again. So a lot of things that, that kind of make us weary near term. Long-term inflation expectations remain muted. Um, you know, the 10-year yield was kind of stable in the quarter, around 70 basis points or so. We, we likely see that as capped here in the foreseeable future. Um, the performance of fixed income proxies lagged the market. Um, risk on fixed income, that would be, you know, high, high yield credit um, and kind of aggregate. Uh, posted positive returns and as, as spreads kind of came back in even a little more from the second quarter. Gold continued its rally at 5% in the quarter and the dollar um, took one of its, its biggest pullbacks here in the last few years, down 3.5% or so. Um, you know, this is something to watch as it's unlikely all sorts of assets can have um, their fundamentals working at once, not to say the liquidity can't continue to drive all asset prices higher uh, for the near and medium term, but it's unlikely all the fundamentals kind of um, continue to rise um, synchronously. Uh, in the portfolio, the top contributors – for the quarter were you know, some of the leaders in their respective industries. These are high-quality companies with good business models and positions um, that drove earnings and fundamental outlooks higher. Uh, I think this was a really good quarter to show that the, the quality companies coming into this pandemic with capital to invest will be even stronger on the other side, and we, we saw a little glimpse of that in the performance in the third quarter. The underperformers in the portfolio for the quarter kind of fell into two buckets. Um, number one, that's business models that were a little more susceptible to the pandemic and, and massive um, uh, withdrawals of demand. And then two later cycle names where the recovery is still unknown, such as you know commercial real estate exposed names, commercial aerospace exposure, and, and some regional banks. Um, and I think we've discussed this in the past. We've been moving out of these lower growth names, um, picking up higher quality um, compounders during the sell-off, and we continue to add to them in the third quarter. Um, during the quarter, we continue to, to spend a lot of time kind of concentrating the portfolio into better ideas. I think on the margin, we got rid of one or two names. I think we ended the third quarter around 55 total names, likely headed a little bit lower um, we continue to find good prices for the high-quality compounders and growth companies. Um, we are balancing these compounders and steady growers um, for, for sure and, and leaning towards names of pricing power, leading positions, good balance sheets. If we continue to reaccelerate fundamentally from here in the economy, our higher-quality cyclicals will keep up for sure with the index um, and being underweight, the, the fixed-income proxies, and that's you know, reach utilities, um, traditional consumer staples, that, that should help us outperform. Um, if the economy really doesn't recover fully back to 2019, we kind of stabilize from here. Um, we've, we've got our, um, our, again, these higher quality compounders with pricing power will help us outperform. And 
Um, if we look back to kind of rolling over and the fundamentals really do deteriorate from here and the, the stimulus checks go away, we definitely have a playbook um, in order to make some changes. Trying to be patient and pick our spots to add, not worried about near-term trading and kind of hot money melting this market up, which it, uh, it, it's continued to do here in the first part of the fourth quarter. Um, we look a little more core than value today, um, but we're not going to own the specularly challenged sectors within value, um, not owning things that, that, that won't grow and could potentially go bankrupt. Um, we've got exposure to a lot of the good kind of growth trends in the economy, but not just, not necessarily direct ownership of, of some of them. Um, we're still very interested in asset light service models um, and recurring service businesses, whether that's in the you know, government defense and cybersecurity space or um, our continued focus on, on semiconductors role in the in the digital economy. Um, we're still finding bottoms up ideas with company specific attributes and, and, and catalysts at reasonable valuations from here. And, and we're able to, to hit on one of our core tenants, which is trading time for value and not, not looking at quarterly modeling. So definitely don't have to sacrifice our 50% return criteria on, on names that are going into the portfolio. We're a little north of 2% cash today in the portfolio. And, Right now, cash is kind of king, and it gives us a lot of optionality heading into uh, what should be a volatile earnings season and, and, and election. Uh, right now, we prefer to be offensive in deploying capital into good opportunities versus having to, to kind of sell marginal names in a potentially declining liquidity market. Um, so to, to sum up, you know, a lot of certain, excuse me, a lot of uncertainties exist in the world and markets right now. The recovery will continue to be uneven and spotty, and, and we have the portfolio designed today to aim to outperform in, in any environment, and we're continuing to optimize the portfolio for the next three-plus years to come. So with that, Dan, I'll turn it back over to you. Well, thanks, Stephen. You certainly appreciate the comments. And, uh, well, it was a bit, of a, a bit of a bounce back in the third quarter for small cap value. Um, hopefully, we can turn what's been a, a bit of an ugly year uh, so far throughout the course of uh, the first three and, and bounce back here in the fourth and continue it rolling. So thank you. Um, great work on the, on the relative performance, and uh, we'll catch you again here next quarter. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast or any podcast in the series does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.